0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Oh my goodness! It's only preseason, but I'm high peeled. Jimmy G. Oh buckets, buckets, Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce,
2: Hey, it's time for a brand new episode of Gimme the Hot Sauce. The NBA schedule has Stacey on the road for most of the week. So we are uh, recording this episode from the lovely Sriracha Studios on sunday afternoon and we're gonna have a special guest coming up later michelle beadle you know her from her work at espn she was also at nbc abc did some work for fox as well she's now part of the san antonio spurs broadcast team the spurs are in town to play the bulls on monday night but the big news of the day Kyrie irving gets his wish he's going to be traded to the dallas mavericks in exchange for spencer dinwiddie Dorian Finney Smith, who if you haven't heard much about him, he's a really good young forward, a good defensive player. They also get a first round draft pick in 2029 and a couple of second round picks that also come later in this decade. So it's going to take a while for the Brooklyn Nets to get all the return on that, but at least they get a player in Dinwiddie that can help him at least hang in there in the Eastern Conference, I would
3: think. Well, he's returning back to Brooklyn. So, I mean, that's where he got his start. Basically he had a really good career there. um, And he was one of the reasons why Kyrie Irving and Kevin, Durant wanted to come to Brooklyn in the first place to play with them and they Mm. ended up moving them. And so he's coming back, back to Brooklyn. So it should be a really interesting matchup, but you know how long till Kevin Durant says I want out now. Yeah. probably not long, (laughs) you know, because he was tied to James Harden. And Kyrie Irving. And both those guys are on different teams now. Yeah. So he probably feels like he's been tricked, hoodwinked, bamboozled. Um, <laughs> you know, I came here for you guys. Yeah. And I could have went anywhere. I could have stayed at Golden State, you know, been playing for titles.
2: They'd have been won, won numerous titles. Of course, Golden State won the championship last year. You, you wonder <laughs> what they would have done had Kevin Durant stayed. Uh, you know, it was always uh, made to be known to NBA teams during that summer free agency, that it was a package deal. If you want Kevin Durant, you're going to take Kyrie Irving. And and Kyrie really kind of dictated going to Brooklyn because he's from that area. And Kevin Durant willingly went along, and it's been nothing but a disaster with Kyrie being in and out of the lineup these last three years.
3: Well, and, and that's what you get for following someone who's, who's not a leader. Yeah. You know, you're following someone that's been wishy-washy his whole career, um, doesn't show up to work and play, you know, uh, always some something going on with him. Every team that he's been on, it's imploded you go back to Cleveland you know couldn't play with LeBron now you want to go back and play you want to play with LeBron now after you realize how hard it is to win a title without the guy now you want to go back they didn't make that trade Lakers really didn't have anything to offer to bring him in there plus the Lakers from what I heard uh, only wanted to sign him to a two year deal which that would max out to how long LeBron James contract mm-hmm. was so when LeBron James's contracts over then you know that would they would decide whether they want to give him another deal after that so he they didn't want to do that and then you know you put him in Boston with a young Jalen Brown and Tatum you know where they weren't even where they are now and he was the main guy on that team and he couldn't find a way to get along there and then imploded that team everywhere he's gone teams have done better when he left so it would Mm -hmm. not surprise me at Brooklyn you know even though they lose him Kevin Durant realized, like, wait a minute, maybe maybe he was a problem all along, and maybe Brooklyn plays much better without him. Yeah, I think Brooklyn is still going to be a contender in the East. You bring
2: him in, you bring in Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a nice defensive player. He can guard some of the good wings around the league. And... They've had some guys that have emerged this year. Nicholas Claxton is playing some really good basketball for them right now. And the young kid, Cam Thomas, at 44 the other day. They've got a deep guard rotation now. I don't know what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. He always doesn't seem to fit in in that whole equation. I think he
3: fits better now. I think he fits much better now because now he's he's the sole ball handler. He's the point forward. Um, I think it's a much better fit now because Kyrie had to have the ball in his hands a lot. And now that takes away Ben's game. Ben was basically a screener, roller, dive cut guy. Now he can get the ball off the glass, initiate the break. Um, now he, he goes into basically a point forward position, and then you got the kid Cam Thomas, who can play off the ball. That can I mean he's proven since he's been in the NBA he can score buckets and given minutes, which now he will get. Um, and Spencer Dinwiddie, he can also play and get buckets and knows how to play. Uh, it, it's a pretty good team, Joe. You know Joe Harris is Seth come Curry, out there. Seth Curry, uh, and then you said you know Claxton, who's been playing really yeah. really well. I mean they got a nice team.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, get the drama away with Kyrie Irving and all of his demands on the organization and all the strain he's causing. And, you know, and Stacey, you lived through this when you were playing with Michael Jordan. A lot of times the reporters would want to ask you about what's going on with MJ and is and mad at the organization. That wears on players, doesn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah but you know when you're mature you know you don't let the outside world you know one, one thing that Phil always did with us is it was us against the world and everything was kept inside this is a different era different time now where everything's on social media we didn't have social media we didn't have Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all this stuff that these guys have now which you are now flooded with information so um, and what we did was you know everything that happened in the locker room stayed in the locker room that was a pact that you had amongst brothers It didn't matter you, you you just started hearing about things that happened in the locker room from the Last Dance, and sure, yeah. no one even knew these things even existed yeah. till you saw it on video. And then you start questioning, well, hey, did that happen in the first three championships yeah. too? Did, did Michael punch somebody? Did you know? They, we kept everything in house, and now you know most of these guys are like old refrigerators; they can't keep nothing in. They just <laughs> they got to run. They got to run to social media. They got to tell something that's an anonymous source says so and so did such and such. You know, most of them have their phones in the locker room at halftime. They're yeah. tweeting things out. So it, 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 there's no there's no camaraderie. There's no, you know, this what stays and what goes on in the locker room stays like that. That whole philosophy is gone now.
2: Timmy, Timmy whispers alongside as always, uh, normally he's not here on a Sunday in the Tellaray headquarters, but, uh, it's kind of like your life now. Everywhere you go, people ask you, "What's Stacey King really
4: like?" Isn't that the way it works for you? They do, and he is like an old refrigerator too. Can't keep anything. <laughs> oh, in Oh, <laughs>
2: oh wow! <laughs> First words out of his mouth is well, a shot. You know what?
4: Oh my
3: goodness! See, I wasn't even gonna say anything,
4: but I ain't <laughs> gonna lie. When, I ain't
3: gonna lie. When I go places, people ask me about Jimmy Whispers, and yeah. they said, "Is he really the guy that really doesn't talk?" And I go, "Yeah, he's really that guy. <laughs> he's that guy that just sits here. I have a conversation with him. I have to text him to talk to him. That's the only time he talks yeah. to me is via text. But when we see next to each other i'm like tim how was your day crickets, yeah,
4: crickets. Yeah. yeah well sometimes you don't need to know stuff but uh yeah i do miss the old days that stacy talked about where it was that team that uh you didn't shake hands sometimes with the other opponents and right there's loyalty you could kind of guy like oakley to take someone out for you those, those yeah well days. now
2: everybody's friends and they're recruiting yeah. each other during the season after the season
3: prime example last night demar DeRozan rosen how uh, hard fouled uh, josh hart yeah. went to the wrapped him up, threw him on the ground and turned away and walked away. And I gave a standing ovation for the table. <laughs> I've been asking for guys to stop doing that, yeah. reaching over, helping. Hey, are you okay? I'm sorry. You know, but no one does that for the Bulls. They knock the Bulls down and no one helps them up. And I'm like, why are we always got to be the nice guys? You got to start playing. You know, it's not, it's not like you're trying to hurt someone. Now, if you hurt someone, you're not trying to hurt them. You say, Hey man, you're all right. But you know, it's a hard foul. It's the NBA. It's hard foul. DeMar Hartfousen walks away. I, Me and, me and Adam gave him a stand Man, We've been calling for that all <laughs> That's year. That's old
2: school. DeMar DeRozan. Hey, before we talk more about the Bulls, one more thought on the uh, Kyrie Irving trade, the news of the day. He's going to Dallas, and all indications are, you know, Mark Cuban will take chances on guys, and, and Jason Kidd was an outspoken uh, a person during his time in the NBA, so he's not afraid to take that on as well. The indication is that they're going to try to sign him to a long-term extension because Kyrie's deal is up at the end of the year. He's supposed to make his Dallas Mavericks debut Wednesday night in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Stacey, how do you feel about the
3: partnership of two ball-dominant guys like Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic? I'm not excited about it at all. I mean, because you know he's proven that he's a he's a singular talent. He's a guy that can go out there and get you 40 points easily, but doesn't play well with others. And if you can't get along with Kevin Durant and James Harden, you couldn't play with those guys. You couldn't play with you know Jason Tatum and 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 uh, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And now you're asking to play with arguably the best one of the best players in the game. With the balls in his hands all the time, and he likes gonna, to walk it up. Yes, too. <laughs> he likes to walk the ball up. He's not trying to get out of yeah. the fast break, and he and he's, you know, he's it's his team. It's Dallas is his team, and now you're coming to his team. It's like when you bring a new dog into the house, and you got to acclimate it to the other dog, and you got to let that other dog know like this is his territory, mm-hmm. and you got to ease him in there. Kyrie's not that kind of guy. Kyrie's no. the kind of guy like <laughs> I'm the lead dog, and you know I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate whoever's in here, and it, it doesn't work that way, and those marriages don't work. I, I feel bad for Jason Kidd because, you know, Jason Kidd has got that team. You know, they, they never recovered from losing Brunson. They can say whatever they want to say. You know, Brunson should have been an all-star this yep. year in New York. Um, they have not recovered from from losing him. So this is kind of an upgrade into what Brunson was doing. Um, a guy that can come out and get you 40 points. But the problem is, is like how is this dynamic going to work between the two of those guys? You know, how's it gonna work? Because Luca is is the man. Luca's top five player in the league. I don't care what nobody says oh, yeah, top five yeah. player in the league and, and gonna be multiple MVPs at some point in his career. How does this work?
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, Mark Cuban, as we said, likes to have that kind of a tense atmosphere in Dallas. He loves the high-profile celebrity kind of performer. So we'll see how it works out. Dallas has uh, made some deep runs in the past, and they're they're banking that Kyrie Irving will be a long-term fit. But we'll see how that's going to work out and whether they sign him to a long-term contract. Hey, before we get into the Bulls, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, our good friend Jeff Vukovich. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, Nationwide A. Agent Jeff fukovic You can reach him at jefffuk.com That's Jeff vuk.com dot Stacey, you got another uh, jingle in you on a Sunday afternoon?
3: I'm a little tired, Mark. You know, <laughs> I used him up last night, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call on a little help. Um Saracher crew, go ahead. Nikki oh. knock oh, off. Guard. Oh. I got him all guard. I got them I got them all guard. They weren't ready. Yeah, they're doing double duty oh, and they're running the audio the board and oh my Just goodness. Guys. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's go, Let's go. Oh, yeah, time's go. a wasting. Nationwide is <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay, okay, okay. Well, America, we like to send out an apology on that one. They they weren't ready. It's our fault. We didn't have them ready. The little microphone wasn't ready, but they did they did a decent job, you know. And yeah. um, but, Wh-
2: Whisper's you already cashed that check, right? Yeah, look, we already, <laughs>
3: go. Yeah, we already got the sponsor check. So so Jeff, I'm sorry if you don't like this one, buddy. Uh that's all we can do on a Sunday. Yeah.
4: Sorry guys, came back on the Christmas album. <laughs>
3: That's <how. laughs> so all for all your insurance needs.
2: Contact the king of insurance, Jeff Vukovich at jeffvuk.com. The Bulls, a winner coming from back from 17 down in the third quarter to beat the Portland Trailblazers on Saturday it was an interesting performance. They got, Good effort from a lot of guys. I thought Iowa was really critical in that third quarter. He had a couple of threes and was was very aggressive. I know you mentioned on the broadcast that ever since he didn't get included in the Rising Stars game, he's kind of come out with a vengeance.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it started it started the the game against Charlotte because that's mm-hmm. when he found out that he didn't make the sophomore team, yeah. and you could just tell he he came out aggressive. Um, I think he missed two shots, uh, twenty two points, season high came out the, the this last game last night against Portland. I thought at first he was really focused on trying to stay in front of Damon Lillard. Damon Lillard, was, I thought he was going to go for 60. I was oh, like, man, he was, I was like, okay, so okay, are we going to adjust the defensive yeah. game plan on this guy cuz he was I'll tell you what. Like watching, you know, you watch him play, man, you get an appreciation cuz you only get to see him twice a yeah. year. But when you you see him going on one of these scoring drives, man, he and he doesn't really have a team like a really good team around it. They got some good pieces. Yeah. But that's not a team that you say, well, if they get to the playoffs, they're going to beat somebody. No. But he can single handly beat you. He, he He's the one guy in this league, along with a Luka, you know, a, a LeBron, you know, Kevin Durant. They can take a team and and elevate them to a level that they couldn't get to with another superstar player. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy yeah. that can he can elevate everyone around you, plus the ability to take over a game and score in 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 like super, super scoring things like I mean fifteen zero runs you know 18 points in a row I mean he can do that I mean unbelievable point guard I, I love watching him play one of my favorite players he would have
2: been a big hit in the NBA jam video game in the 90s he's on fire oh man
3: <laughs> I, I tell you what I mean the Bulls had their hands full with him last yeah. night I mean he single-handedly I mean he had like 40 something 40 I think yeah he didn't uh, do anything in the fourth no, quarter it, which well, was great. Yeah, yeah he got locked down and yeah. plus I think I mean they, they were coming off a back-to-back yeah and they had to come from behind to beat Washington mm-hmm. and so I, I I called it I said you know the first two quarters they were in the game and they you know had the big lead they had the big quarter and then i said you know it's just when is it a matter of time before they get tired Because they had to play it. The pace was so high last night. The Bulls did a good job of controlling pace. Making them get out and run a little bit more than probably what they wanted to. And it was just a matter of time before they wore down. And then you got to give the Bulls credit. They moved the basketball. I mean, last night, you know, 32 assists on 48 made field goals. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable performance last night. Vooch at the end of the game, the last six minutes of that game, the big three, you know, stood out. Zach played extremely well. Demar played well, Vuce played well, but in that fourth quarter when the team needed and the game was like nip and tuck, cuz that first that first few minutes of that fourth quarter, needed the team could score. Neither team could score. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Bulls went on a little run and that was the end of the game. But the three superstar players really, really stepped up last night.
2: Yeah, I think with Portland right now, the Bulls will get their first round pick. That comes from the Lowry market and three team trade with Cleveland and Portland. The next time the Trailblazers make the playoffs, the Bulls get their first round pick. So in any game except last night, you're rooting for Portland to win. You think Portland has
3: any chance to crack the top eight in the West? It's hard to say, Mark. Um, you know, I don't, I, depending on how Nurkic, you know, they, yeah, they exactly played last no. night without nirkage. Um, And, you know, the kid, Anthony Simons, is going to be a really yeah. good player. I mean, he, he's a really good player for them. They've got some really good pieces. Um, you know, you look at the the Western Conference. I mean, you got to look at all the teams that you got to jump past. I mean, yeah, they're you know, one game under 500 now. Yeah, Portland. so, I mean, the Pelicans, Jazz, T-Wolves, Warriors, yeah. you know, Mavericks, those, those six teams right there are going to be all interchangeable at some point. Yeah. You know, Timberwolves gonna get Carl Anthony Towns back and they're gonna play much better. You know, you got you the 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 Jazz. I mean, they're up and down, but right. they were they were a top three team early in the season. It's going to be fun
2: to watch. It's going to be crazy going down the final couple of months to see which teams crack the field in both the East and the West. Speaking of the West, Steph Curry hurt his leg again yesterday. Uh, they're saying it's there was no significant damage to his knee, but they're saying he might miss several weeks, oh. which puts him out for the All Star game. And Golden State just hanging on to a playoff spot, they could be in some trouble. Oh,
3: Mark, I. That's it. That's the injury you didn't want to hear about, Yeah, you know, because they're already struggling right now on the road anyway, which is still just absolutely crazy to me that they could be so dominant at home. And then on the road, they're a totally different team. Um, they can't afford to have injuries right now. There's 30 some games left, depending on how long he's out. Uh, he's such a big part of what they do. He's the reason why they win. You oh, no take, question. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. He's the reason why they win. And when he's not out there, their chances of winning is is diminished. And they got to get that guy back out there because they had just started to seem like they started to turn the corner a little bit. And then now you got this. Now they yeah. got a, you know two steps forward, three steps back type of situation. It'll
2: be interesting to see what they do before the trade deadline, which, of course, everybody knows comes up on Thursday afternoon. The Warriors have been rumored about trying to seek some veteran help for their bench because they started the year thinking they would get Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga would play a lot. Of minutes off the bench that has not happened at all they they have not played well when they've been put into important roles and Andre Iguodala never plays so they, they need somebody to come off that bench do you think Golden State is going to make a move or will this Curry injury force them to say
3: maybe it's not our year well I mean they they've got a lot of young talent on the bench to to move. Yeah, you know it all depends on who they want to who they want to get rid of. I mean, you know you you've got the you know Draymond Green contract thing going on that you know in the summer that's gonna you know they're gonna have to make a decision on that. You got Kaminga who they really like and they like Wiseman, but they you know Wiseman hasn't been able to stay healthy. He then, could be traded. And then you got Kaminga who hasn't you know who shows you flashes of doing some really good things, but then. He shows you that he's still a young player with some of the mistakes that he makes defensively and the rotations they need him to do. So, you know, they, they've got some young pieces. Um, uh, Moody, the guard, who doesn't get a lot of playing time, big guard. You know, he he's a guy that could be a trade piece. They, you know, I think they took for granted losing guys like Otto Porter, mm-hmm. um, you know, Gary Payton II. Those guys were veteran guys that came off the bench and they really played well for him. And, you know, they couldn't afford to pay him. They had to make decisions who were going to pay. And they let those guys go. And now you want to elevate those younger players up there and they're not ready yet for some reason they're not ready to play
2: there was a report last week uh, just when the Kyrie Irving news broke about the fact that he was considering at well he was asking for a trade that maybe the Bulls would be interested uh, Mark Spears is a very well-respected reporter out there on the Bay Area mentioned them as one team that might be interested it never made any sense to me because I don't think the Bulls want any part of that drama plus they don't really have the pieces available to try to get him now that's gone do you anticipate the Bulls making a move to try to strengthen uh, their backcourt in the coming days, Stace.
3: Oh, man, it's, it's tough, man. It, it, I said this last. I said this last show. It's like, you know, they believe that you know they are, they've got continuity with their with their guys. Okay, you got to look at long term situation. You've got Zach locked in. You've got Demar locked in, and now you got Vooch is going to be you know coming up as a free agent. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Um do they feel like they can go in? Like this is still a good team. Like sure. they're only four. We can get, we throw the stats up for the Eastern Conference again. They're only they're only like three or four games out of like the sixth, seventh spot. So they can. I mean, you look at right here. I mean, they're they're not far off. They're in the ninth spot right now. Three behind the Heat. For they're three six. behind, the, and they've already beaten the Heat twice. Yeah. You know, they can they can bypass some of these teams if they you want to see them go on a little run right now. You know, what I'm saying you've got some games here. This these next two weeks are going to be tough for the Bulls because, you know, you got to go to Memphis and play a grizzly team. It's tough to play at home. That's going to be tough. But the Bulls always seem to to pull a rabbit out of hat when teams you don't think they're supposed to beat. They beat. Okay, then then you turn around. You got to play the Nets, who now without Kyrie Irving, right. and, and I don't know what Kevin Durant's situation is. He back playing yet? I don't know. No, yet. he's not back yet. Okay, so that that you look at that as being a tough game, but the Bulls should win that one. And then you got a Cavaliers team that's you know had the way with the Bulls. You know these last well, they really got the Bulls got cheated. Let's just be yeah, honest. Both and, games the yeah, last two minutes yeah, report. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got cheated <laughs> in those games. So 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 that's going to be a tough game. And then you go back to next week. You got the Magic who plays the Bulls tough. You got Indiana, yeah. and you got you know Milwaukee. So right before the all-star break. So you, if you're, if you're Billy Donovan right now, you're looking at the Spurs, you already won two, you know, you should have beat the Clippers the other night. So you won, you know, two out of three. So you want to, you know, you want to have a week looking at the schedule. You would say, I want to get the Spurs. I want to get the Nets, Magic, Pacers. So I want to probably get four out of those seven games, maybe five out of seven. That's a realistic goal for them. Plus if you count the two, they already won. That's a pretty good haul for them.
2: Yeah, and they'll hope to get Javante Green back in the lineup soon as well. Um, Derek Jones drink
3: student, milk, <laughs> drink milk. Yeah,
2: yeah, as drink, our guest from last drink week, drink milk, LeVar baby. Ball said, oh, "Have it's some it's eggs it's and it's some it's milk, right? Yeah, <laughs> do some push-ups, right? Run those hills." <laughs> yeah, in case you missed last week's episode with LeVar Ball, you got to check it out. He was he was fantastic. I mean, he was wound up and he was bombastic as always. <laughs> yeah, had, he was. We had he a was good hilarious. time, and we're gonna good. have a great time talking to Michelle Beadle. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. What else we got from around the league? Um, do you anticipate the all-star voting? Anything surprising with that, Stacey? At least the reserves. The starters, we kind of figured. The Zion Williamson thing we talked about last week, but you think anybody really got uh, snubbed from the all-star reserves?
3: Yeah, there was a, a bunch of people got snubbed. Yeah. But, I mean, based off of guys missing, like, perennial all-stars, like Devin Booker, um, you know, Jimmy Zach, Butler. Jimmy Butler didn't make it. You know, Trey Young. You know, Trey Young. Uh, injuries cost some of those guys yeah. opportunities. But... You look at him right here. Look, you know, Steph Curry, Steph will be out. So someone will replace him in the West.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's Devin Booker's opportunity. And maybe,
3: maybe Kevin Durant takes a break. Yeah. Somebody will replace him. But I mean, Jason Tatum's definitely an all star. Donovan Mitchell's an all star. Um, Kyrie, <laughs>
2: you the know, one that surprised me was was Jaron Jackson Jr. making it in the West because he missed a lot of games. I know he leads the NBA in block shots, but his other stats well, see, aren't really that yeah, all star worthy. That's,
3: that's what I'm saying. I mean, he some of these guys, like when you look at like I, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, definitely should have been on there. Yeah, uh, I thought out of Randall and and Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson should have been on there. Um, yeah, he's the one makes it go, yeah, the point guard. The one, yes, yeah. yes. He's the one. He's made a huge difference in their game. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMar definitely should have been on there. Joel Embiid, you know, so all the rest of those names are good. But when you look at the West, like uh, Jaron Jackson, I mean, what does he do that stands out? I know he leads the league in shot blocking. Um, he yeah, really played 35 games out of 52
2: or whatever they played so far. So I, I think that, you know, especially if you're a marginal guy, you got to hold that against him. You know, Anthony Davis didn't make it because he missed so many games.
3: Well, I, I think there should be some kind of prerequisite if you don't play certain amount of yeah. games before all-star break you can't mm-hmm. even be considered right i mean that's that's fair across the board for the eastern and the western conference if you don't have a certain amount of games before the all-star break you know if you miss you know 15 games let's say just just throwing a number out there 15 games you can't be an all-star yeah you, So for the people who are playing because you're only an all-star for that year we're not talking about what you've done in the past we're not keeping oh you're you're a 10-time all-star so we're automatically putting you on the team we're talking about who's playing well that year yeah. for an all-star you know right. you look at kids like shea gilgis Alexander, who probably should have been a starter larry Markins should be should have been a starter no matter what people might say about that those guys should have been starters in the western conference but because of popularity you know people are going to put their favorite player in the starting lineup you know fans get to vote we get that and then it's the the guys who come in on the reserves, the coaches vote for that so you know it's it's it needs to be changed it needs to be upgraded you know guys missing all these games and then showing up making the all-star team and then playing in an all-star game but you missed your games for your team and you hadn't showed up for you know 25 games but you're healthy to play an Mm all-star game and and be at all-star weekend and have a good time i I don't like that idea yeah we want
2: to congratulate lowry marketing of course he spent the first four years of his career playing for the chicago bulls he was then sent on to cleveland in that three-team trade we talked about Earlier, then he traded again, which in the deal that brought Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. So he's had to move around a lot. He's had to adjust. But people forget, even though it's his sixth year in the league, he's only 25 years old. And he had a lot of injuries early in his career. People always ask me, you know, why didn't the Bulls develop Lowry marketing? Well, there were a lot of factors that went into that. Also, sometimes organizations just don't have the patience to wait for guys. You know, you see a lot of examples of guys until they're mid to even uh, late 20s. Finally, the light turns on and they, and they finally show what they can become.
3: Well, I mean, you can go down at everyone's roster and say that, you know, why did they develop this guy? Why didn't they develop the team sometimes get impatient because now we live in a win now situation where the organizations put so much pressure on the coach to win now. And all this money that's being thrown out to these players, if I'm paying a player, you know, $15 million a season, I expect victories for that. You know, and when you're not winning, someone's gonna, someone's gotta pay for it. Someone's gonna be blamed for it. And so it's gonna be the player or it's gonna be the coaching staff or it's gonna be the front office. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. So, I'd always tell people the side on air. Don't, don't, don't be quick to get rid of somebody. As you're seeing with Patrick Williams right now, you know, Patrick Williams now since January 1st, since that game in Minnesota, has completely turned his game around. He is now the fourth viable option on this team behind mm-hmm. the big three. Okay. He's put up numbers of like 13 points a game, shooting over close to 50% for the field, 40-something percent from the three-point line. Probably the Bulls, arguably the Bull's best three-point shooter during that stretch. He's got 1.1 steals. He's blocking shots. He's their number one defensive player. He's guarding the toughest player every single night. He's showing you that he's going to be a three D guy. If he's not that already, because he's knocking down three. So he's also D and up. So he's technically a three D guy. So, Everybody was quick to get rid of him. Oh, he's a bust, you know, this, that. And now people are seeing, man, don't don't rush to judgment so right. quickly. Let these guys grow and develop. You got to remember, he came in as an 18-year-old. He was the youngest player in that draft, and he's still a young player. And he's making, you know, his first year he gets hurt because he had the bubble year, and he didn't really have a training camp. And then he got hurt his second year when uh, Robinson took him out of there and broke his wrist. He missed almost the whole season. So this is really kind of his, like technically his first, Really full season of playing, mm. so don't. And, and same thing with Kobe. How many times we talked about people talking about trade Kobe, you know, on the show, trade Kobe, trade Kobe, trade Kobe. Okay, be careful, because you know Kobe could go somewhere else and and, and light it up and score, you know, 15, 18 points a game. And people say, well, he was on our team. Same thing with Spencer Dinwiddie. We had Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie went to the D League, came up here, first game in the Chicago uh, uniform, had thirty-five points. Didn't see him again in in the lineup. Then he goes to the G League and he's a free agent and Brooklyn signs him. And now he's one of the top point guards, one of the most sought after, you know, reserves or starters that teams want. They want a veteran guard like him. And now look at him. He's going back to Brooklyn. He'll be a starter. Don't give up on these kids.
2: It's like back in the day when you were playing rec league ball, whispers, people were wondering, when is he going to develop? When is he going to become the star that everybody talked about?
3: No one said that, Mark. <laughs> no one, no one freaking wow. said that, Mark. He, no one said that, Mark. Don't even, don't even entertain him to make him even comment. I wanted him like to say something. He was no, sitting there no, quietly, no, 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 he's not he's even no, drinking no, his beer. No, you, it's like he's you down. Ask you ask know? him a question about, you know, Kyrie Irving. Well, don't was, ask him. About, don't say nothing like that, no, Mark. I was,
4: I was thinking about uh, Stacy's coaching me back then. It really kept me down. <laughs> he held you back, right? He was, Listen, he, he was the head of our league, you know. Yeah.
3: Listen, Mark. Mark, I just wish you would not have asked that question because I. New, i was like oh man that's why i had to interject before we started because i didn't want to hear his answer i can't so. even bring my crusty old shirt in here no he's not you're not getting that retired you could y'all. borrow cisco's no Yo, yeah you can borrow his little <laughs> tight you shirt.
4: Got a little tight shirt for little you tight I, shirt. I, I have been thinking about it asking yeah. a favor <laughs> it, it'll
2: fit it'll fit you like wearing tight shirts anyway hey stacy tell <laughs> the folks about the, uh, the exciting news you shared at the end of uh, yesterday's broadcast about your hot sauce uh, being introduced in a restaurant oh! in the chicago
3: area oh america America, the hot sauce is coming everywhere, baby. You better get your bottle while you can. It's affordable right now. You better get it. Okay, I'm just telling you. We've been trying to tell you for a whole year. This hot sauce is about ready to explode. So I'm getting ready to do a, do a thing with the the three one two and the Goose Island mm-hmm. beer thing. Yeah, and we're gonna have a special burger. They do a they do a special mm-hmm. burger for charity, like every every month or something. And then my 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 burger will be featured a month so like sometime in march where we're trying to come up with something i just bought them some uh, of the uh salsa verde Mm uh and the and the uh barbecue sauce because i don't know what we're going to do yet i'm talking to the chef right now we're in the kitchen we're trying to whip up something right now i told him it has to be a good good grade of meat don't give me no cheap that's right cheap hamburger you know it's got to be like steak Mm -hmm. so so we're going to come up with two maybe two burgers and then pick from one which one we like so, I'm excited about that, America. I try to tell y'all, I try to tell y'all to get your bottles while you can, baby. I'll and,
2: uh, out. The, and the Jewel Osco thing is still on course?
4: Oh, yeah. Yes. For March Madness is the plan. March Madness? Okay. March Madness.
2: Now, Whispers can't get you the uh, the stuff packaged in time to get it to you for your Super Bowl parties. But <laughs> still, Timmy, tell them how they can we, get a bottle of hot sauce. We, we
4: could do it. We you can get it. it that quick? Yeah, we can do whatever. Order now, as they say. You yeah, can on also the... get it overnight. <laughs> Order now. Yeah. Uh, Use, use that code KING21 uh, are
2: you sitting there with it. a calculator doing the discounts yourself while you're packing the sauce what, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah trying to figure on? it out the that's, shipping that's rates a bad everything. vision for
4: me you know? it, it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i see that that closet a, where you have well, the sauce well, what's a good one Mark what's a good vision of me for you <laughs>
3: You're just the hot sauce packer, packer there. Come on man, man, now. Manco
2: violation, <laughs> right. baby.
4: Manco
3: violation right there. We don't want to see you in a good position. I don't want to see that.
4: Is it hot in this studio again? It is hot. <laughs> Flaming oh, hot. I thought you were just making me sweat, Mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Read the ad, Timmy. Freak. Oh, geez. Wait, hey, where's Christopher Walken? People are always asking for him on the chat.
4: I'm right here. All right. I was good. just waiting for my turn. <laughs> are you looking to score the hottest sauce in the game? Well, then you're in luck. We've got all the sauce that your kitchen needs from Chicago for 1871. Gets you so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the hot sauce has got you covered. Stop by com and use code KING21 to get 21% off your first order.
2: Very nice. You know, it's award season uh, in radio and television. Uh, I, I actually have a vote in the SAG after thing, so they send me all these uh, different uh, DVDs about different movies and series. One of the series that's up for an honor is Severance. You heard you heard about that? Yeah. The one on Apple TV Plus where you know they basically do surgery to separate your mind. So when you go to work, you, you're one person, and when you go home, you're another. Anyway, Christopher good? Walken is a, has a bit part in it. He plays, you know, one of these research guys and he comes walking in with his life code. And when he started talking, I almost (laughs) fell down on the floor because all I'm thinking is Whisper is playing the role, you know.
4: Yeah, let's cut into this guy's head and see what's in there.
2: <laughs> and you know he's perfect for that part because anything that's strange and out of the ordinary, Christopher
3: Walken is a good fit.
4: I like creepy stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, he 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 always is good at those like yeah. those, like those things where you can just use one liners. Yeah, like, I'm telling you what, I just saw the King in New York the other day. Yeah, oh, that. and oh man, that's a classic movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 when he shot Arnie the the guy when he said hey. <laughs> He said, hey, we're tired of you robbing us. We're tired of you robbing us. And, you know, you guys got fat while I was in prison. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and he basically said, I'm taking over the whole, all, yeah. the whole thing. And then when he shot the dude, and he's like, pop, 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 pop. And shot him at a car game. And then he turns around and says, anybody like to work for me? Um, <laughs> if you want to work for me, come over to the Crown Plaza. And if you're tired of working for guys like this who rip you off, pop, 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 put three more into them, come see me at the Crown Plaza. You need to, you need to learn that line. Yeah. That would be great.
4: I'll pick it up. It I liked him when he played Joe Dirt's dad, though that was a great role.
2: He's great. That? He's yeah. great in everything, whether it's Comedies. a small part or a lead role. He's yeah. just fantastic. We'll see what Michelle Beadle thinks about Christopher Walken. She's going to join us next on "Give Me the Hot Sauce" This episode one seventeen rolls on from the Sriracha Studios on a Sunday afternoon. Episode one seventeen of Give Me the Hot Sauce continues. The San Antonio Spurs are in town to play the Chicago Bulls Monday night at the United Center. We are recording this episode on a Sunday afternoon, and kind enough to join us now is Michelle Beadle, part of the San Antonio Spurs broadcast crew. You remember her from all her great work at ESPN and other networks. Uh, Michelle, thank you for joining us from your downtown location. I understand that the uh, the Spurs has almost been a, a lifelong—I don't know if passion is the right word—but an organization you're. Very Very familiar with?
5: Yeah, it's sort of like um, a second family. (laughs) The one that I've spent the most time with, I was an intern. Twenty, good God, twenty-four years ago now. I have to think about that. Uh, and most of the people that were there um starting out with me are all now still here and they're producers and directors and they're it's just got a real family vibe. Ushers, I mean, it's just a lot of familiar faces, even though I was gone for over two decades, which has been really a, it's nice, it's a nice welcome back.
3: Yeah, talk talk a little bit about your new role there, you know, coming in there being <laughs> an analyst there, working with my boy Sean Elliott and Bill Land. Well, you know, talk I'm, I'm, a little bit I'm,
5: about I'm that. <laughs> Analyst is a stretch. Uh, I'm not going to accept that. I will (laughs) will say, I say random words at random times. Sometimes they're zingers. I think my job is to um, inject a little sarcasm into the broadcast every once in a while. (laughs) And you know, we're obviously a team that's not going to win the championship this year, but it is a team of really young, hungry, fun kids. And so oddly enough, I've been a part of teams that were bad. And then the, and the, Entire experience was bad. It just wasn't a good vibe. It's actually quite fun. And we're having a blast. And I genuinely like watching them play. So it doesn't feel like a job. I get to come to places like Chicago again, which I have missed dearly um, for the last several years. So yeah, it's calling it a job seems a little disingenuous. It's sort of a, a fun hobby that I happen to get paid for. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey, t- take us back to your uh, intern days. You said it about 24 years oh. ago. That's right when the Spurs are about to take off. They won the yeah. 99 championship in that shortened season and then went on that great run in the in the aughts. What was it like uh, when you were, you know, young and impressionable and and around that organization as they were really ready to launch into some great, great years of winning.
5: I mean, 1999 was my internship, my first year, Um, and it, <laughs> good luck for me. And it, it, and another friend of mine, Daniel, who's still here, he's a producer now. And so we just have nothing but these crazy memories because, you know, when you start as an intern and something like that happens, and then seemingly the years that come after that are also good, It's it's very... It's hard. It's hard to go out into the real world. I, I equate it to like kids who were young when the Warriors started winning and that's all they've ever known. And now they all of a sudden have to be like, oh, teams can lose. This isn't very fun at all. <laughs> and it, it, does, it does happen. But it was such a cool experience. I didn't have any goals um, to do anything in this Field in this world. It was just sort of one of those, I had dropped out of college. My parents were yelling at me all the time to do something with my life. And I, I begged for an internship in a position that I really had no idea what it was. And they were kind enough to eventually let me stand in front of a camera and awkwardly say words. And that was it. And so it was just, yeah, I, I'm forever grateful. that this, this place, I, I would have done nothing because I would have never even known the rest of that world existed. So I'm forever grateful for everything that they've done for me in my in my entire life
3: talk a little bit about you know this is coming to the end of the popovich era and he's getting ready to Uh,
4: maybe
1: maybe well
3: yeah
4: unless they get
3: victor if they get victor he may sign off for another 10 years so so he's waiting to see how that goes but talk a little bit about how he's over the years how he's you know kind of softened up he's always had a great personality but it seems like he's really softened up as a coach uh not so rigid it's like he's really having a good time with these young with these young kids talk a little bit about that
5: yeah, you know, he jokes a lot about uh, when people will ask him about the coaching and sort of this rebuild and, and whatever you want to label it. But he'll he'll tell you he's like, look, in the years with Timmy and Dave and and that that run that stretch. I wasn't, I didn't have to do much. I mean, you just, you had some of the greatest players. You just put them out on the floor. They did their thing. And five championships later, it's like, okay, you're the greatest coach of all time. He's actually now, as he says it, he's coaching again. He's having to work uh, and he, and he likes it. We have so, we have teenagers for God's sakes. Like Jeremy Sohan, if you ever, if you get a chance to watch them and you'll see tomorrow and I'm hoping Jeremy plays tomorrow. I know he's got a, a tweaked back, but if you watch them together, it's just this very, lovely relationship. There's just a lot of listening and a lot of like arm around the shoulder and arm around the, and, and teaching is going on, which, you know, at this point in a man's career, you don't think he's going to do a lot more of that because he is who he is and he can just show up and he's pop. But I think this is the part that he actually likes. And it's for that reason that when people ask me, when do you think he's going to be done? Is this it? I, I don't, think so i mean he's having fun i also think pop's very much wired like some of us where when he is done he's just going to be done like there's not going to be a bunch of fanfare he's probably going to text rc buford the night before tell him he's done and then we're all going to move on like i can't imagine there's going to be this big lead up to when he actually retires but so far And if we get Victor Weminyama, I don't really know why he'd want to leave, to be honest. Like, I feel like it would be fun for him all over again.
2: A lot of people who are just casual fans of the NBA, they've seen Pops' interviews at the end of the first or third quarter and kind of being (laughs) short with the sideline reporter. You've probably been in that situation before. And they think that he's a mean guy, but he actually is a great guy if you get to know him. And you see so many of these scenes now at the end of games, Michelle, where he puts his arm around the opposing head coach, win or lose, and it's always giving him great words of advice and and try to encourage him on he seems to be a fan of so many players around the league this is this is just so much fun to watch him in the latter stage of his career really being appreciated for what he's brought to the game
5: well and it's crazy too because that his tree that that pop tree if they they want to call it it's so far extending. I mean, it's almost every coach in this league has some sort of a connection to a pop trail, to a pop branch here and there. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we just had uh, Philadelphia in town on Friday. So there was a long exchange between he and Doc Rivers at the end of that game. It's it's every single game. And it's not just with opposing coaches who he may or may not have influenced, whether it be indirectly or directly, but players on the other teams. I mean, with his work through USA and, and all of the coaching that he's done, it's just, just, it's really, I don't know, I, I, I not to sound cheesy because I really don't have a heart and I don't want anyone to think I do, but <laughs> it's like, it really is touching. Like every game, you're just sort of, even the players that I don't necessarily care for when he's embracing with them, you're just like, see, this is awesome. Like he is so well-respected and sh- yes, he was terrifying during those interviews. Like Doris Burke to me is one of the best to ever do mm-hmm. this business, period. And I remember how mortified she would be to have to do those interviews with pop. And I'm sitting there going, good Lord, if Doris Burke is scared, <laughs> what, what, like what's the average person going to feel? But you're right. He is He is a an acquired taste to some if you're not accustomed to that type of personality. I tend to be wired more like a pop than somebody else. I love it. I love sarcasm. I love dryness. I love not suffering fools lightly. And I think he's all of those things. And he's, um, he also gets that basketball is not the end all be all. And I think that's one of the biggest things that he's taught any of these kids who've come through here that there's more to it. It's basketball's big and it's going to pay you a lot of money and you can make a great career for yourself, but there's a hell of a lot more out there for you to like learn about and know about and be passionate about. And I love that.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about because he's so socially aware. He's not afraid to, to step outside his <laughs> comfort zone and express what he believes in. And sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, but it, it has the respect of all the players, you know, guys, especially African-American players, that he's not afraid to talk about the difficult things, what's going on in society. And I, I really applaud him for that because a, a lot of people like to tend to like hide in the shadows. Like, oh. I want to say something, but I don't think it's appropriate. And, but he's not afraid. and And I no. like that about him
5: oh because he's not wrong i mean look we live in texas i i don't know how much everybody knows politically where texas stands but it ain't easy to be pop thinking the way pop thinks and say the things he says out loud in a place like texas and for that i even respect him even more um because i also i grew up there like i get it i i it is so much easier to just shut your mouth and keep it moving and not have to deal and But he also knows that that's not right and that he has a platform. He's earned that platform. He also not just represents himself and his global citizenship, but he represents a hell of a lot of young players, black, white, uh, European. They're from all over the world at this point. And so if you don't speak up, I mean, what exactly is the lesson we're teaching future generations? So whether you agree with his ideologies or not, I think the simple fact that he's never shied away from answering any of the tough questions is something to admire.
2: Hey, let's talk about your broadcasting career. You've been in a (laughs) a, a number of different spots and and I know as a, as a veteran of the local news wars, I've been involved in some situations where executives make changes and everybody's scratching their heads. Like what in the world are these people thinking? How did, (laughs) how have you been able to ride that roller coaster and still have a big smile on your face at this point in your life?
5: Well, I mean, look, I probably the number one thing is, is, was the ESPN thing, but people don't know. Like I, I, that was my call. Like I, I did not want to be there anymore. Like it, it got gross and, disgusting behind the scenes, um, and thank God for contracts. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so that affords you the uh, the opportunity to sort of leave and not work for a while and, and chill out. Um, and so the thing about it is, is like if, if you know, and I've been doing it long enough now, it's been 20 years, it, it's a thick skin business. Nobody starts out with a thick enough skin for right. in this industry. There's no chance. Um, but it gets thick really, really quickly. And I think with this, the, the emergence of social media, it was forced a lot of us to grow up a lot faster than we probably would have otherwise because if you're just inundated with garbage. And if that doesn't do it, then I don't know what does. And so you you realize, like if you know what you're good at and what you've done and how you've treated people along the way, then really the the decisions of people who quite frankly I don't necessarily respect or their opinions, um, never could bother me because I I think I knew what was up and I think all of us have been there. Like you'll see decisions being made that make absolutely no sense, but you know what you did. You know, you did it right. You know, you did it to your best. It is what it is. And there's a better place for you coming up. And I, I truly believe that. And I think doing it long enough, earned the right to sort of call the shots now and not deal with the garbage. Cause the garbage is exhausting quite. And this, this world should be fun. Like we're talking about sports for God's sake. Yeah. None of this should be where we go home and cry at night. This should be fun every single day, period. Well, I go back. I go back
3: to when you when you criticized Stephen A. Smith for his comments on Ray Rice. I I really I really commended you for that because he's such a big presence, and they pretty much put all the. Everything behind him, you know the you Stephen think? A. Stephen <laughs> A. Machine, and, How do you know? yeah, exactly. You know, like Captain Obvious here, but 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 for you to stand up in that situation and and to go against what he said about the Ray the Ray Rice uh, domestic abuse, I, I really think that was awesome because you said a lot of things that I think a lot of people wanted to say, and we get into that thing. Like a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cross Stephen A. Smith, you know, and you. Right. This is a colleague you work there and. For you, yeah. to, for you to stand up and say that, that's I, I what I like about you, because you say what's on your mind. See, I, I can—I I like people like that. There, there's no BS with you. There's no BS. It's like, this is who I am. I, I have this belief. I have an opinion. I didn't appreciate what, the, what he had said. And I give you credit for standing up. A lot of people, you probably took some heat from some people, but I know there's a lot of people that was in your corner for what you did.
5: I mean, yeah, there were people, there were definitely his fans were not happy with me. But honestly, look, I, that's, it's as simple as that. I mean, I, I've, We all have a ton of opinions. Um, We have platforms if we want to share them. Certain things bother me more than others. And I, I just felt like in those instances, why not say something? Because it's almost as if when you all work for the same company and the loudest of the mouthpieces is sort of getting all the spotlight, I don't in my mind, the idea that the rest of the world thinks that we condone those thoughts or that we, no way, man. And not only that, but you're working with a ton of women and a ton of strong women. And so to have that be the sentiment that was kind of being amplified, like, no, I'm not here for that. And honestly, worst case scenario, what were they going to do? Suspend me too? Like, that's fine. I would have accepted it. I feel like if you really believe what you say, then it is what, if you get punished, you get punished. But I stand by it. And um, it hasn't always worked out in my favor, but I don't regret any of the things I've said. <laughs> so there's that.
4: And it's still okay to wear a skirt, right?
5: Uh, yeah, exactly. Still wear a skirt, damn it.
2: <laughs> Tim's always on the verge of being suspended from our podcast. Yes, yes, he is. He, he asks one so or two close, questions, man. and they're always just on you What yeah. has your, your research uh, told you about Michelle Beale?
4: Well, Michelle knew oh what I was God. talking about, and that's what matters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have another question. you usually got something. you got some
4: other questions. Yeah. Oh, sure.
1: So, oh, geez.
4: All right, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got today? So, uh, yeah, tell us about uh, why you stopped watching football.
5: Oh, God. Well, I did for a long time. You know, I there was such a stretch between... The way that I, and I don't think the NFL has necessarily come a long way on this particular matter or any of the matters actually quite frankly that I think about, but the Colin Kaepernick situation for me was problematic and I, and I will all go to our graves that he got blackballed and I won't ever hear otherwise. And and it's not going to be argued to me. I'm not going to listen to it. Secondly, I think that they do a, a really good job of merchandising like pink stuff, but I think when it comes down to really taking into account how we feel as half of the fan base, um, we sort of are left to feel stupid a lot of the time like Deshaun Watson being one of the more recent examples. What is that message? Like, what exactly is the message? And so for me, I had such a a visceral reaction. The the weird part was I had been saying that for years, but it wasn't until I did the show with Greeny in the morning where I said, I'm just not watching football anymore that all of a sudden it was like, how dare you? But I I hadn't been watching and I stopped for quite some time. And I, I had such a discomfort with like rich, white, football owners and the sort of way that I feel they view the players on their teams when it came to whether or not they wanted to kneel for the anthem. I'm like, good, what are we talking about? Kneeling for an anthem is so going to hurt your sensitivities. That That's the thing you're caught up on. That bothers me because I feel like there's so many fundamental issues there. And when I said it, it turned into a big blow up. Um, I've since gone back. I still have yucky feelings a lot of times when i watch football um for for whatever reason it i don't get as excited as i once did because in the back of my mind i still feel like i'm not viewed as an equal fan i think certain players aren't viewed as equals and so it's one of those things it's like a dirty little habit like we watch it and somebody will get hurt or Tua will go back out there with his ninth concussion. And we just sort of toot along and cheer on football. And there's, there's a dirt element to it. It's sort of like, sort of like wrestling. Like, you know, there's some seedy stuff going on and yet you still watch it. And it's a weird feeling sometimes.
2: LeBron James is gonna break the NBA scoring record oh, later he this airs? week. Yeah. And, and and I know I know that you and he have an interesting history. You wanna share that with our viewers?
5: I didn't have a history with him all. I, I I don't know what his problem is with me. But look, I he's he's obviously the second greatest or third, depending on who you talk to, player of all time. Um, and what he's about to do is remarkable yeah. and the longevity is crazy. But yeah, personally, I have no idea. I can only think of a couple reasons why, and one of them was I made fun of the decision along with, oh, I don't know, 75 million other talking (laughs) heads at the time. Um, And so it's just, it's always been awkward to me, but- Knowing now that I that he tried to have me actually fired is such a personal thing that no matter what, and I know people want to say, get over it, whatever. Well, you know what? Until LeBron James goes into your place of employment and asks for you to be fired, don't tell me to get over it. That's a weird (laughs) thing for a guy on his level to do to somebody on my level. (laughs) Like it's so stupid. (laughs) That's a true story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's true. He wanted me he wanted me replaced with uh, Rachel Nichols, and that's what started all of that like it, it was a wow. didn't
4: he dm <laughs> you though too and say you were being mean to him
5: yeah i mean oh yeah i did get a dm about being me that was early on when he was still kind of friendly towards me and then something just happened but but look we all know he is a I, and i don't blame him for this because i am a grudge holder and i remember a lot of things people say negative um so i don't blame him for that he remembers what a lot of us have said but it's just so funny because i've never said anything personally attacking him um i could have But I didn't. Like Skip Bayless. Like
3: Skip Bayless.
5: Thank you. Like there are very highly paid men that attack personally daily, these guys. You know, but I don't think Skip's getting any access anytime soon either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, he's done. He can fall around no, and he can fall around and choke on a Buffalo Wild Wing and yeah. LeBron would step all on like like AI did uh Tyrell Lou.
5: A hundred percent it would be that. <laughs> oh, but I would pay to watch that. That'd be funny.
3: <laughs> so so talk a little bit about like, you know, Manu Ginobili, the Tony Parker, you know, the, the Tim Duncan, you know, David Robinson. How active are those guys? How often do they come back? You know, how okay. actively in the organization um, do they, do they come back? Do they, do they talk to the players? What, what is their role now that they're outside looking in?
5: So Manu, I mean, Timmy and Manu both have, I think, official titles. What they are, don't ask me. There's like a lot of words and they're around, they're around a lot. Tim is, <laughs> Tim is an elusive, elusive man. Cause he can literally be in the back. And no one see him like he'll go to the practice facility and do things. But he he's so reluctant to show his face. We we've been celebrating 50 years of the Spurs all season long. So every home game we've had like a former Spur come back and sit in for with second quarter and all that. He literally showed up walked down to the court and he looked awesome. Like we remember Tim Duncan of the bad fashion days. He looked so cool. Like he, he just like, he had a stylist, but he walks out and walks out, and then that's it. Like you don't see him. You don't hear from him. David is at almost every single game. He sits courtside or second row, almost every game. Um, and he's always around to sort of be a part and a, and a an ambassador to the team. And Tony, Tony is Everywhere. I mean, between what he's doing in Paris and what he's got going on here, he's got 3000 businesses he's running, but he also does make a lot of appearances. It is definitely a team where I think they, I always say this, they did such a good job of finding a really good group of dudes that were cut out for this if you want to call it culture like spurs culture like san antonio is not a town for everyone i get it it doesn't have what everybody else might be looking for it's not in new york it's not in chicago not in la it is very a specific kind of person that really finds their home there um and it's always remarkable to me how how many of those guys the spurs actually found and have stuck around
2: so you're in Chicago on a Sunday night, waiting for the uh, for yeah. the Monday game. What does the Michelle Beetle do? Do you go out to one of the great restaurants in Chicago, or you just hang in your room? Or because uh, I'm sure you've been there, done that with a lot of the big cities around the NBA.
5: Yeah, but you know what? When COVID hit, I was like, I just stopped traveling. It was you know, like the rest of us. I just that was it. So now, getting to like get back on a plane and go to cities I like is, are are big. So yeah, I think a bunch of these guys. I mean, and you know, you guys know what teams are like. These guys have people in every city. Like the crew, not the players. I don't want to know what they're getting into. <laughs> 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 but the but the crew guys, like yeah, restaurants and food. So I basically just tag along because I'm I'm the new kid again. So it's mm-hmm. just like I'm constantly asking, like, hey guys, what are we doing tonight? Like a loser. And if they don't invite me, then I make money for the rest of the day. So yeah, Chicago. We have Chicago tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we go on to Toronto. There's a couple of good cities on this. It's a long road trip, but it's a couple of good ones. And this is obviously the best. And I'm glad we're here first. So yeah, any recommendations? I'm all ears. you know, I'm going to want to eat pizza. Like the fat. <sighs> <out here.
4: laughs>
1: You're right next <laughs> to the,
4: the old Geno's right there. The peninsula.
5: I, I you know. Just walk just right like, over. No, right.
4: Pequod's. Pequod's.
5: That's, That's what the kids on the bus were saying. Pequod's. Oh, man.
3: But you can only eat eat, uh, Pequod's right then and there. Don't try to save it and and eat it the second day. It's not good the second day. Lou Malnati's is good two days later, if you want that. Chicago Cut, the great steakhouse, if you're looking for steak.
5: See, I know there's not enough meal time in the district. No, true. no <laughs> it's not. It's not. And it, it's, it turned out to be a pretty nice day
2: here yeah, in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago in February. Wow. Come on.
5: Beautiful. I know. I brought well, I know cuz I saw what it was here a couple days ago like negative 3 or something. Yeah. Yeah. If we would not have survived. We would have all died here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you this question before we let you go. If you if who's your top 5 greatest players of all time? 1 through 5. Who would you pick?
5: Oof. So this is where it gets tricky. Like I'm 47 and but when I really started watching basketball was probably when I was 12, 13 years old. So I I always tend to go back to that era because I know obviously the greats of Magic and Wilt and I and you're supposed to say all those and Kareem obviously. And I always feel like an ass if I don't say them. So I always try to go off my own personal, but it's it's for me it's Michael Jordan first and foremost. Personally, he's the entire reason I Fell in love with basketball, and I think I speak for a bazillion people when I say that. So no matter what happens here with this record and all that, he was so formative in our in our fandom years that it's hard to take that away. It's like a romanticism with the whole thing. Um, I would have to I'm, I have to say LeBron. Like I don't want to, but I have, but I have to. I mean, it'd be, I'd be ignorant and lying if I didn't. Um, I personally, I put Tim Duncan on there because I don't think he gets the kind of love nationally or internationally that he probably should. And it's because he's not splashy and flashy and he didn't do any of that stuff. Um, Kobe is four because of the killer instinct and that's the kind of person you want on any of your teams. And my fifth spot is always so interchangeable. Sometimes I think about Shaq and how dominant he was, but I also kind of want to leave it because of what we're watching right now with the Jokic's of the world and, and this sort of, unicorn-like playing that we're watching him do. I leave the fifth spot open. I know it's kind of a cop-out, but I, as much as us old people want to whine about the style of play today, I do like watching basketball today. We may not love everything about it, and we may hate load management and all of the missed threes, but when it's pretty, it's so pretty, and I genuinely enjoy watching the game today. So my fifth spot, I'm leaving open for probably one of these current guys. I would put Giannis, but I... Giannis doesn't do it for me the way I think Jokic is special and he's old school like he's his brain it might as well have been in the 80s like he's not yeah. like a kid today at all which is weird
2: hey Kareem might DM you why are you being so mean to him
5: <laughs> yeah. you know what I love do you know how much Kareem must hate all of this right now every day
3: yeah but he talks raciously though he talks like he really wants him to break it The behind scene, he's punching air. He's breaking breaking stuff in his house.
5: I, I don't believe for a second he wants to, I want some true serum given to him on camera. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: don't think any of the, I don't think any of these guys who had these records that you thought would never be broken. You know, yeah. you look at, you look at Russell Westbrook with the triple double. I don't think any of us ever thought that we'd ever see that because no. if, if magic didn't do it, then who right. else would have done it? You know, right. and then you see this kid come out there and you know, it's like, wow. And he's, he's done it consistently for a few years. And it's like yeah. the only, the only people keeping him from doing it now is the Lakers.
5: Good job, Lakers. Good defense. And now he's still there. I thought for sure they were going to figure something out with Kyrie. What a day
3: it's been. Oh. Yeah. Well, they well, from what I heard was that they, they didn't want to offer him the four-year max deal that they the Lakers wanted to do, try to, you know, max it, give him two years, which was LeBron's two years, and go Perfect. from there. And, um, but, you know, with, with Kyrie, you, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, every right. team that he's been on, it's been imploded. I mean, every team. You couldn't every get team. along, you couldn't get along, Bees, with a young Jason, you know, J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You messed that team up. Oh. They they were better without you when you left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cleveland was better without you when you left. And now you, you know, Brooklyn, I, we talked about it earlier. We feel Brooklyn will be better without him. And now you, you wonder what Kevin Durant's going to do. Does he say, hey, look, hey, you know what? Since we're, you know, this is a buy one, get six free, I want out of here too.
5: <laughs> you know, <laughs> where
3: are you going to send me? You know what I'm saying?
5: Well, you know what bums me out, too, is because on paper, Brooklyn, to me, should be one of the top two or three destinations in this league. You've got a brand new beautiful building. You've got a cool-ass borough. You've got great uniforms. The vibe is awesome. The fans are cool. And yet, it's just dysfunction junction. Like, nothing's happening there, and it blows my mind. I hope they get it together. I'd like to see Brooklyn be relevant. For good reasons, not for all the reasons we've been talking.
3: Weesh. It's a fun place to visit. It is a fun place. Right? To visit. Great okay. Place. So one more question, because I because you're in the Western Conference. Okay. So is Denver for real? Because just looking at them Man. right now, they look like the favorite to come out of the West with the way they're playing. And now you got a healthy Jamal Murray starting yeah. to get his legs underneath them. And they look like they're like an unbeatable team right now. Is that, is that smoke and mirrors? Do you think they'll be there in the end? Or do you think Golden State will creep up? And and, and, <laughs> and, and you know, even though they suck on the road, because they suck awful on the road. It's two different teams. They're terrible. Yeah. But at home, they're pretty, they're pretty unbeatable. Do you think that they'll get their stuff together and then – because I liken it to when we were a championship team. It's kind of like, you know, there's certain teams we got up for and there's certain teams we didn't get up for. But we didn't lose to those teams. You know, we found a way to win. And I think Golden State is just bored a little bit. and (laughs) And their younger players are not developing as fast as they thought.
5: I think so for me, the only team that I've given the the enough equity to have a light switch they could turn on and off was the Warriors. I know the Steph Curry thing now going to miss a couple more weeks, whatever, is not helping, especially timing wise. It's weird for me. I put Denver in the same category as I put like a Phoenix Suns last year. Like the record was amazing. They looked unstoppable. There's just something and I I never can really give it the kind of data that nerds want me to. There's a feeling there are certain teams that you watch and that you look at and there's a ceiling. I, I don't know why. I just cannot visualize them getting past the hump. And for some reason and look. Hopefully we'll be proven wrong. Cause I, I for me personally, I'd love to have a finals with brand new faces. I I I'm happy that we're no longer doing the destiny years where it's just the same finals every year for four or five years. Like it does get boring, especially for those of us who talk about it for a living. So I would love the idea of a brand new finals, but until I think Denver falls in the until we see it, we're just not buying it, at least for me. Uh, not that they don't have what it takes. And they certainly have one of the best players in the game, obviously. Um, but it's until I see them do it, I cannot visualize it. And I don't know. I don't know. But the Jamal Murray thing, I'm so happy for because last year I was bummed. I was bummed for Jokic. I was like, come on, man. This guy's playing his butt off and now he's got to do it yeah. all alone again that's ridiculous but yeah it's i i hope so i hope we get brand new fresh meat give us fresh meat in the finals that's all <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey michelle thank you so much for being generous with your time this afternoon go find the crew and find a good steakhouse or, or pizza that you're enjoy on a sunday evening Chicago. and stacy will hand deliver some of I'm his hand signature it. hot sauce tomorrow, tomorrow night
5: I cleaned out my fridge before I left for this long road trip. Okay. Just that. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's
2: coming tomorrow night beads.
5: Yes. I can't wait.
2: Michelle Beadle, our guest on give me the hot sauce. Thank you so much. And when we come back, we'll talk a little football and that's some other crazy stuff. Whatever seems to come to mind. Like, give me the hot sauce. <laughs> You guys like that work.
3: Hey, yeah. Was, I thought was, we thought it was a mix. I was like, oh,
2: <laughs> DJ Nikki.
3: Yeah, oh, he's fired. Yeah, he's his knuckles there. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, it That it was Knuckles right there. Was, <laughs> yeah. D
2: isn't here today, so these guys are you know
3: double teaming the, the board. Hey man, listen, we, we got a sweatshop. One man down, <laughs> we elevate the next man. So D, if you're out there listening, I know you are. Yeah. Hey, we 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 navigated through the tough waters. Yeah. You know, no matter how, no, hey, no matter how rough the seas are, bring the ship in. That's what we do at the. Uh, the hot studios hey speaking of water tim kelly
2: tell us about your good friend andy and, and his great service
4: oh man hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> was he making the all dirt bag team by the way before Grove.
2: <laughs> putting the cart before the horse we haven't even talked about it yeah wait until yeah, her oh, loser, yeah.
4: Oh, i'm oh, sorry man. did i ruin everything yeah, yeah, yeah. She Spoiler did. it's called work.
2: continuity Spoiler like always work. buddy
4: oh, i'm not i'm not a professional obviously sorry <laughs> there's a lot of nasty crap in the chicago area water that's can you say that do. in a podcast crap yeah yeah you can say too if you feel like it <laughs>
3: <laughs> we just lost another sponsor <laughs> all right go ahead
2: that's go right. ahead
4: that's why we only drink high quality angel water here in the hot sauce that's studios right. stay hydrated all year long hydrated <laughs> yeah hadrated hadrated. with uh water oh, you can man. trust
3: yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call 847 382 7800 to get your water tested for free today by Drew the Water Guru.
2: Another sponsor lost by Tim Kelly. Oh, oh my it's Not surprising.
4: Is he done <laughs> reading? Is it the alarm clock What's oh, that phone number again? Uh 382 7800 in the eight four seven area code. Oh man, that sounds like um that sound like what's that number again? 382 7800 Ask for oh.
3: Drew the Water Guru.
4: Oh, Get a Check free out out water test. On what's the
3: name of that commercial? They used to lay the carpet. Um, Empire
4: Empire 1-800-976-800 Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, or something. No. yeah. yeah was it? eight eight two three hundred? Well See, it? he knows well, He Come used on. to work at Empire He was fired <laughs> 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 yeah. He
3: was impersonating Dave <laughs> Carpet guy, fired. I was
4: was laying too much carpet. Oh my God! It's hot (laughs) in
3: here, man. (laughs) It's hot hot in here. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. You
2: know it's going to be hot next Sunday. We got we got the big football game coming up. Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. No one's talking much about Patrick Mahomes' ankle anymore because it's two weeks between games. He's going to be fine. It's basically a pick 'em right now. So, Stacy, who are you picking?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
3: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
2: Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game 10, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for
3: free from the App Store or Google Play.
0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used
3: with permission. America, I'm going out on a limb. Philadelphia Eagles. That's why? A- you know why? Yeah. Defense and the quarterback. Played At the University of Oklahoma, oh, <laughs> Oklahoma baby. After he transferred Boy, from Alabama. Okay, Mark, you don't need to say all that. Okay? No, no. First, he wasn't good enough to start in Alabama. Okay, you know, that hurt. That hurt. Yeah. He was 26 and 2 in Alabama they when he ran lost the job. Out okay? He went out. But guess what? He came to Oklahoma, and he was second in the Heisman Trophy voting. And now look at him. He's a stud yeah. quarterback because he learned under Lincoln Riley. He wasn't learning anything under Nick Saban, okay? That's why we took him in. He said, hey, listen, man, come on over here, man. Come on over here. I called him up personally. I said, come on over here, man. You want to be a quarterback? He said, yes, sir. I said, come on. Come over to the Sooners. Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley will get you to the promised land, and look what happened. Yeah, now yeah. he's at USC.
2: You know what, Mark? And, and Mark, he's, got, you know what, he's got a former Oklahoma quarterback Mark, who's going to be a high school you know, trophy. These, little, uh, these favorite. little
3: jabs that you're doing, these little Mike Tyson biting of the earlobes. Yeah, you things, brought up Oklahoma. Your team Wisconsin Badgers, when, when was the last time they've been relevant? Was it Ron Dane? No, no, no. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it Russell Wilson? <laughs> when, when's the last time they've been relevant? Basketball, football, when is the last time? Okay, so well, crickets over here. <laughs> it's crickets. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, America, you know it takes a lot to get Mark quiet. So now when I hit him with the Wisconsin Badger thing, he's real quiet over here. Yeah. Wisconsin has been
2: just as good as Oklahoma in terms of making trips what? to the NCAA tournament. How many final fours?
3: Games. How many final fours have they been to? Couple. When? They, they 18, lost the 18? NCAA championship game. They went to, to when, the Duke. Was it 18, When they had 1800s? Frank Kaminsky twenty fifteen. When they were shooting the Peach Baskets? Twenty fifteen. 2015? <laughs> I don't remember. Wow. I gotta go look at it. Hey, research team, we need to look that up. How Frank many final fours? And the Badgers. All right, okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah. They only been to one. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, No, no, they were there with. Uh... Okay, yeah, no, we've been to four. I just throw that out there to you. No, okay? they were and, and and we played for the football. We played for the NCAA championship and the college football championship in the same year. Yeah, Sooners, baby, Sooners all day, every day. Look, it's awful quiet uh... over there now. It's awful quiet over there. Did Wisconsin play for the for the uh, championship from National football championship and, basketball? and both no. in the same year? No. You're not on our level. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on our level, Mike. Mark, Mark, you're not on our level. Tim,
4: who would you go to that school? Hey, we produced all the lawyers that represent you guys at Northwestern. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went the
3: educational route with Northwestern. He went the, oh, that's that's terrible i
4: had to go with the lawyer first thing. of all
3: first of all i can't talk about first the of all first of all he went to arizona state at first okay so don't don't, don't, don't act like that you. is true yeah he went to arizona state well, and then he had to leave because he was partying too much his dad had to come yeah. over and get him that happens that happens,
1: that happens. Yeah. yeah where am the i, am I down there
2: yeah
3: yeah i don't know i would have been with him too arizona state that was the number <laughs> one party school in america like 10 years in a row
4: Whew, no we weren't even ranked uh at that point because they didn't allow professionals Wow. <laughs> wow wow
2: wow <laughs> <laughs> this guy will be performing you, who was that you mentioned
3: russell wilson earlier and he's gonna have a new head coach sean payton you know what and i from what i heard you know um that payton wasn't even their first choice they were looking for some other people and then other people turned him down or whatever and and the quite but they had to give up a lot to get sean payton right and sean payton really wanted to be in dallas he wanted to be in Dallas. He was hoping yeah, he, was, he was going to be in Dallas. Mike that's McCarthy. why he was holding out. And then when they didn't fire Mark Mike McCarthy, they fired everybody but Mike and yeah. the defensive coordinator. Sean Payton was like, man, I can't wait another <laughs> year. Yeah. I, need, I need to get back out there. And the best deal was Denver. And you got you an all-pro quarterback because that's what he's looking for. He wants an all-pro quarterback with a solid defense. And I don't know how good Denver's defense is, um, but uh, I would have waited for Dallas' job, to be honest with you.
2: Well, I think sometimes they – coaches get too much credit in a lot of sports. You know, you're thinking that while well, Sean Payton had a great record in New Orleans, which he did, but he also had Drew Brees, who was was the architect of that offense. Sure, he, he probably had a good offensive system for him, but you have gotta have the players to execute it. A coach can't do anything if he doesn't have talent. I agree with you 100%, yeah. you know?
3: I mean, you look at all these coaches that get all this credit, and they get, like, look at Nagy, you know, came over as this offensive guru, yeah. and look what he did with the Bears, you know? It was, non-existent offense didn't look like nothing like Andy Rees that <laughs> they were running in right. Kansas City and you know you come here you pick the quarterback you know they got the quarterback they wanted um his system didn't work I mean, his system was a little bit different than Trustman's. it wasn't it wasn't that much different you know no and, and they didn't make adjustments when they needed to make adjustments when you got a quarterback that's mobile and you know, this oh, it hurts right now <laughs> about that, man. Hey, that how, about some,
2: how about some college basketball talk this has been a yes. crazy season you know teams have going from number one get knocked off Purdue gets beat at Indiana yesterday so they get, they suffer their second losses shout the year. out
3: to my boy Mike Woodson that's yeah, my guys. yeah they're doing a great job at Indiana huge win for the program
2: that Trace Jackson Davis I think would be a nice pro too
3: yes he's got a nice is that the big Kid. Yeah. Yeah. He got nice moves, good footwork. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana, Indiana, that was a huge win for them last night. So uh, uh, shout out to Mike Woodson, man. Shout out for him. And Zach Eady had 33 points and 18 rebounds. It's going
2: to be interesting to see where he gets drafted because the, the big man who's not mobile has really gone out of vogue in the Hey,
3: you know, what's the, what's the kid that played at Iowa? Um, or the the, the kid with the eyebrows? Oh yeah. Luca Garza? Yeah. Luca Garza. Cause he's online too. Okay. <laughs> he's online too right now. The, the big kid uh, Eady. Yeah. Uh, He is big. Listen, let me tell you something. Those kind of centers are dinosaurs. Yeah. They're they're in the tar pit right now. They're they're in the tar pit, man. They're in the tar pit. And then here comes the meteorites. And it kills them. This is done. Okay. If you're a center, the low post game, posting up is done. They're no longer doing that, man. The centers now have to be able to play out on the floor, be able to pick and pop, be able to make decisions with the ball, Mm -hmm. be able to switch defensively, you know, bigs on littles and move your feet. That's the name of the game now. And if you—if these kids coming up, don't, it's going to take a coach that have old school mentality and say, I can use that kid. I want to go inside to the post. But which coach in the NBA is playing that way now? No one's yeah.
2: playing that way. Well, you look at the kid at Illinois, Kofi Colburn, who's not as good as Edie, but he didn't even get drafted. And he's playing overseas somewhere now.
3: You know, I mean, Kofi, he's got an NBA body. You know, big muscles. Yeah. You know, look like he's wearing a muscle suit. You know, but soft as banana pudding just not physical at all for a kid that big, you think he would just be dominating people and just not, not physically imposing at all. Cause I mean, you look at him, NBA body, You know, big kid, big, strong kid can run and jump, but just doesn't play physical. You know, when you see him posting up, he's getting pushed off when he's at Illinois, he's getting pushed off the block, you know, eight to 10 feet. And then if you don't have a perimeter game where you can turn and face up, because it's okay to get pushed off the block, get pushed off the block, now you face up and now you put the ball on the floor and you go by guys, or you, you know, step back, you know, two dribble, step back, jump shots. If you don't have that part of the game down, you know, and you're one dimensional, it's gonna be hard to be in this league. Yeah, you see so many of these guys who were
2: first team All Americans, you know, National Player of the Year candidates, and, and they're either getting drafted in the second round or not drafted at all. Like Stacy said, the big man has gone the way of the dinosaur. So when you're looking at, it won't be long before we get to March Madness. You know, we only got yes. a month, month left for the regular season. Yes, you know, teams have been. Going up and down, you've seen Houston, you see Kansas, Alabama, Arizona. All these teams have been in the top five. Anybody really stand out in your mind? Well, I
3: think when, it's, when it comes down to it, when it's all said and done, it's going to be the teams with the most experience, you know, the veteran players. Um, I look at Houston and what Kelvin Sampson is doing there. That, that team is mentally and physically tough. I think Purdue is going to be a, t- a team that could be there. You look down the list. um, I like I like Texas. I like Texas. I like mm-hmm. the way Texas plays. They just had a huge win over Baylor. Gonzaga got beat last night by Saint Mary's. They've that's the first twice. time. That's the first time in a while. That's happened. They've been twice this year. Yeah, that's the first time yeah. that that's happened. But when you look at you look at some of these teams, like you know, we don't get I don't get a chance to watch as much college basketball as I used to because it seems like we're playing every other day yeah. with the Bulls, so I don't really get a chance to watch a lot. But I try to watch the big games. I saw Kentucky, you know, had a big win over Florida last night. Um, Carolina, you know, was up and down. Yeah, it was Carolina year. Duke
2: yesterday. And neither team ranked. What's yeah. yeah. the last time yeah. I saw
3: that? Yeah, and and it's it's I mean, there's so much quality you know uh, of depth in the college basketball nowadays and a lot of the teams are you know you know some of these teams are super young but some of these teams are experienced guys that got three and four-year people They're, the portals help people out big time because t- guys have transferred mm-hmm. from big-time schools and transferred to other big-time schools now you get you weren't counting on a, thir- a three-year three-year point guard coming to your program now all of a sudden you got them and that makes you that much more of a threat in the NCAA tournament because we all know in the tournament you have to have good guard play if you got good guard play it's going to take you pretty far in the tournament and then you know from that point on your defense are you a physical defensive team do you get after people do you rebound the basketball and the one team I'm telling you America that stands out you picking out your bracket whatever bracket Houston's in ride them all the way through yeah, they got a couple of really good That's the one team, of all the teams I've seen this year, that's the one team I, I would say I would bet that that team gets to the final. I don't know about everybody else, yeah. but I know that team because of the the age they got on that. They got Sasser. Uh, they Jet. got a lot of they got they got a lot of like older guys that are like 21, 22 years old when the norm is 18, 19. So that makes a huge difference in a tournament. And Calvin Sampson, a really good coach on the yeah. college, though. He's done yeah, a good job. He makes Houston. his coaches run suicides. When we were talking, <laughs> when we were
2: talking in the production meeting, we were, we we're discussing uh, some of the things that we noticed around the NBA, and, we, and one of the things that happened this week well, a couple of fights. Actually, had <laughs> the fight where uh, Bamba came off the bench, tried to choke a guy out, <laughs> and Bamba, we had. Bamba, uh, Bamba. <laughs> We had Dylan Brooks uh, going to the man region, a little man code violation there.
3: Yeah. Man code violation on Dylan Brooks. Okay. First of all, anytime you hit somebody in the, in the private parts, man, that's still... Donovan
2: Mitchell is what he went. Yeah, after,
3: yeah. Yeah, Dylan Brooks has been suspended one game for striking. He should have had more games than that. He should have got three. Cause it was deliberate and you could have hurt, you could hurt somebody by hitting them in the I corner. I think Bamba got four for going after Austin rivers. Yeah. Listen, first of all, <laughs> that fight. Oh, come on, man. That, that, yeah. that fights, that fights like a WWE fight. Like neither one of those guys really want to fight. Right. You right. know, the stage fights, let the little guy win, that kind of thing, and you know Mo Bamba. First of all, you are a seven footer man. You got the reach, man. You need to be dropping bombs like you. You let little dude get up in your airspace yeah, and then yeah. and then throw you down on the ground and almost choke you out. And and then after the game, you know you talking trash, and then you know then uh, Austin Rivers, you know bracelet came back and told him like only people, only reason why people know you is from a song. And I was like, "Oh, that, <laughs> that hurt! That hurt! <laughs> that was that was low blow right there, Austin river That's a good one, though. That's a good one because I
2: would have said something like that too." And Dylan Brooks, of course, was in the middle of that thing at uh, Staples Center. Well, I think it's well, they changed the name of it to, to some kind of crypto thing, but uh, were, uh T Martin or wait, I'm trying to think. Uh, help me with this one. The, the fight where that spilled into the front row. Oh, John Morant's dead. Oh Morant. yeah, oh, T, oh, T, T Moran, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah look I gotta help him with the clearest thoughts there in America we gotta help him a little bit there you go Mark Thank you, buddy no
2: but the, but the point is that you know we're talking about guys that, that are known for being bad actors out there that are always trying yeah. to stir things up so we decided we'd come up with our all dirt bag team dirt bag and it is sponsored even this week it's sponsored by our friends at Bigger's Mazda Bigger's their sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in Illinois Bigger's is offering a bottle of Stacy's signature hot sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles your choice everything from the coolest suvs to the stunning miata join the fun at 2100 randall road in elgin it is bigger's mazda so they are sponsoring our all dirtbag team if you're watching on youtube we've got a special graphic made up and of course the captain of the team is chicago's very own patrick (laughs) beverly always known for trying to stir things up i think he's got guys that don't like him all around the league
3: well when i look at this list the captain would be Grayson Allen. Yeah. He'd be the player of the year right now. The, the player of the year, the dirtbag team, because it's a dirtbag. Okay, Dylan Brooks, I'd probably, I'd probably have him second. And then I would probably have Patrick Beverly third and then Draymond fourth, and then Steven Adams. Steven Adams is really not dirty. He's not really a dirtbag, but he's just he's just so menacing. Like, you know, when he grabbed Tony Bradley and, and took him back like he was a baby, when, right. he, when John Morant and him got into it, and he grabbed, you know, Tony Bradley, who's a seven-footer. Like, he literally picked him up with, like, you know, just, like, one arm and just took him like he was a child. I was like, wow, that's... Well, the reason we threw him on there, because you remember that scene in Los Angeles where he, he basically
2: took his hair out, he looked like Aquaman, you yeah, know, you know, going, yeah, it does for, like going after uh, Sharp in the front row.
3: But you know what though? I mean, he, he's he was coming to his teammates' aid. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'll take Stephen Adams on my team anytime because this is a guy. that's like I think he's got ten brothers and sisters. So he's like the youngest of all of them, and all of them are athletes. And you know, he probably got beat up a lot. And so, when you look at his size, like who wants to mess with that dude? Like, yeah, he's you know, one of those
2: old school type of centers, yeah, you know, an enforcer you, type.
3: You don't want to mess with Stephen Adams. I mean, Shannon, Uncle Shannon shop, like, skip skip, <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did that last night. I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry. Shannon, don't come after you, bro. Come on now. Come on, Shannon. I mean, you your boys, that, that was Tracy King. Yeah, no, that was Tracy <laughs> King right there. he just jumped out. But I don't think, I don't think, I don't think uh, Uncle Shannon won any of Stephen Adams. I don't think yeah. he won any part of that dude, man, that dude, that, that's when them dudes, like, you know, you play that, you know, the slapping game. They're doing a slapping oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, and they say if, if me and him was up there, they say, all right, who wants to go first? And i say, I'll go first, right? And then so I slapped the dog out of him, right? And then it'd be his turn. I just like tab out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> he won. I just want to slap him. That's all I want to do. I don't want him to slap me because he he might he might rip my hand off because he yeah. got some, I mean, I got some big hands, but he got some bigger hands than I do. You imagine getting slapped by that dude no you might tear your head <laughs> off there's no exactly. question about it so for folks that are just listening in the podcast
2: can't see our graphics our first Team all dirt bag. We got Steven Adams as the center. We've got Draymond Green, of course, the power forward. We've seen some nonsense he's pulled. And then kind of a three guard look with Patrick Beverly, Grayson Allen, and Dylan Brooks. We also got an all NBA dirt bag second team. And we couldn't have a dirt bag team without including the Morris Twins. Those guys are looking for trouble everywhere they go. They bounced well, yeah. around the league. They've been in, in dust ups all around the, the, well, the league. We got PJ Tucker, who was a part of that Milwaukee championship team a couple of years ago. and Then he went to Miami. Now he's in Philadelphia. Everybody wants that enforcer presence, a tough guy out there. Chris Paul has been known to to throw elbows and hit people in the nether regions uh, while he's playing with the (laughs) Phoenix Suns. And Kelly Olenek, who's uh, had some history with the Bulls, is our second team center.
3: Well, I mean, for the listeners who can't see the graphics, you know, I just want to know, I just want to throw this out. This is not my list. I didn't sign off on this. So Anybody gets mad and wants to, you know, take it out on somebody, take it out on Mark, because Mark is the one who did <laughs> hey, I had nothing
1: hey, to do with this. Just because,
3: hey, just because
2: hey. you're working a let's, Bulls game. you know, Somebody has it. to, hey, let me has tell to you put something. the lights on let me on me the tell podcast. Let me tell
3: you something. Nobody roll up on me, upset, they're going to get a two-piece and a Fanta. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And no biscuit. Okay, so don't roll up on me, get mad at me about you. I saw on you Give me the hot sauce, you had me on a dirtbag team. Because I, I see these dudes. And I'm Mark, you you be hiding in the bed. You know, you doing a Windy City game. You ain't not ever see him. You ain't even at the arena anymore. So all of a sudden these dudes gonna roll up on me, talking about, uh, yeah, I saw I was on the you know, all-dirt bag team.
2: I hey, tell like Stacey that. was all for this idea when we had a no, promotion. No, no, money. no, no, Tim, yeah. Tim, Tim, don't, don't, don't then sign they, off.
4: And remember what else he said?
3: What? What else <laughs> I said? Like,
1: see, see?
3: He's lying, America. I have nothing to do with it. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't look for trouble, America,
4: and I sure the hell don't run. So if you want some, come get some.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, who wins best ass face out of that group? That goes with Grayson Allen for sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, hey, all I'm going to say is seriously, I mean, it should be like, it's all dirtbag team, but it really should be the dirtiest players in the NBA. And and Grayson Allen, I don't care about everybody else on the list. Grayson Allen is the dirtiest player in the NBA. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, mm. I'm waiting for the day for him to hit the wrong person <laughs> and then see what happens after that. Yeah. Because i tell you what, if he'd been playing in the 90s, he'd already been gotten. He'd have been gone a long time ago. He would would not be doing the things that he's doing now and getting away with it. There'd be too many teams. He'd be on everybody's poster list. Everybody on everybody's team would get him every time they played. Yeah, the Bucs have been trying to trade him for Jay Crowder, and Phoenix is like, no, we don't want any part of that. Nobody wants him. Yeah. Nobody wants him. And I mean, listen, the kid doesn't need to do all that. I, he's a very good player. He's very serviceable, ro- rotational player. Can play both guard spots. He knocks down shots. There's no need to do the things that he does to draw attention to himself. You don't need to be doing. I'm still, I'm still pissed off when he took, you know, Crusoe out there. And that kind of derailed yeah. the whole bull season. I don't care what anybody says about that. That was a dirty play. And then he's on the sidelines smirking and laughing about it. You know, when you hurt someone like that and you know you hurt them, you don't even walk over and say, Hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, dude. Are you okay? He just walked off like, Yeah, I did it. What are y'all going to do about it? And I, I swear, man, oh, this is one of those times I wish like I could magically morph back into this year and I've been a player. I'd have came, man, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> he'd have been done. Yeah. He been done. He been done. That's all I'm gonna say, America. And that's Stacy King running <laughs> yes. for office once yes. again. Yes, once again. I kiss babies too.
2: <laughs> hey, tell the folks about uh, how they can get a good ride to the United oh. Center next time they want to go.
3: Wait a minute. First of all, shout out to my boy Mike I'm wrong. He's back, baby. <laughs> He's back. Mike, Mike was off for last week, last yeah. last podcast because he was he was at he was at a Bruce Springsteen concert in Tampa, Florida. And he's back now and he just told me today he liked Florida so much he's going back. He's gonna take me on my ride tonight, tomorrow to the airport after the game. And he's going back to uh Fort I think it's Fort Lauderdale he's going back to wow. to watch the the boss again. He liked the weather so much he decided to go back. Yeah, Mike li- Mike's living the life, man. He's living the life. I'm I'm not hating him. I'm not hating on him. Way to go, Mike. Keep doing those push ups, boy. <laughs> Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and styling on time. Contact Windy at 847 916 9300 or
2: windycitylimos.com. Very nicely done. So that's for all your sexy transportation voice. needs. That's
3: a sexy voice. Y'all go ahead and admit that. I see somebody say, I don't want I don't like two tune on the horn, but that was a sexy voice. Yeah, Mark and I sweating again. Hey, you know what? There's a reason why I was the 10th sexiest man in Montana, and that's why I'm the sexiest man in Paris. Okay? I'm just telling y'all. Ladies. Sounds like a perfect time
2: to bring down the curtain on episode 117 <laughs> of Give Me the Hot Dears! Sauce. want to thank our special guest, Michelle Beadle. want to thank the Sriracha crew for pulling extra duty with D uh, out on his real job. And uh, we look forward we need you to back, D! joining we need you again back here. next week. We'll see what happens in the trade deadline. So we'll see if we've got some new players to talk about with the Chicago Bulls and see what other changes happen around the league. So, Tim, you got anything else to say on the way out? No, I don't. Okay, so that'll do it! (laughs) Let's play their outro. Javos and Javos,
1: good job. Oh my goodness! It's only preseason, but I'm hype He'll fuck! Jimmy G Buckets gets buckets! Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce, Neil Fox!